Welcome to another episode of Unspoken. I'm Coach Hulk, and I'm here with Coach Reddick and Coach Jones. Today we'll be talking to uh, another one of our players. Uh, he's actually a former player. He was our starting center last night. Uh, I'm sorry, last year. Uh, his name is Derek Michaelman. Make sure I say that correctly. But anyway, Derek is uh, all the way in New Jersey right now. We got him on the phone. Derek, how you doing? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm good, man. Appreciate you guys for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we love you, man. So, <laughs> so like you said, I uh, I am from New Jersey. I came out to Quincy. Uh, I was going for my master's degree. Uh, I've been playing. I did five years of sprint football, actually. I played out here on the East Coast at Caldwell University uh, all four years. Uh, while I was here, I was a starting center as well. I had uh, an all-league, second-team all-league and first-team all-league to my name prior to coming out to Quincy. And uh, just now I'm really just a big sprint football fan at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so what? So basically, you 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 know, like you said, you played sprint football at Caldwell. You kind of already knew what it was about, what what everything was. So how did you get to Quincy? Uh, I was going into my senior year at Caldwell. I was just scrolling through Twitter, and my phone started blowing up, getting all these notifications about a new league and. Uh, all these teams just started with Twitter profiles and stuff. So I right away, just being an advocate for sprint football, I kind of just followed every school and every coach I found. Uh, I was excited as a player to see the league grow outside of furthest west we were at that point. It was probably way out in Pennsylvania. But um, I was excited to see the league grow. So I kind of just started following each coach and following each school as they uh, promoted themselves and what the league was growing into, a new league. Um and then Quincy, I ended up there. I was nearing graduation. Uh, the plan was to graduate and go right into the workforce. Uh, but I kind of, not that I had a change of heart, but I was just feeling out some options. I thought about grad school out here in uh, the East Coast, New Jersey. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on Twitter that I have an extra year of eligibility left. And if any coaches are interested in helping me pay that off and help me uh, – get in the door i'd appreciate it and first one to reach out was coach mclaughlin on the on the twitter from quincy so from there is history yeah well i'm definitely uh i'm definitely glad he did you know you were a big asset to us last year so derek um you did help caldwell start their program up right yeah my freshman year was their second year so how does it feel right to be part of two startup programs at the college level how does that feel uh, that's something I I carry with me personally. Like I, I'm very proud of myself for doing those things. Like having a helping hand in that. Uh, just the foundation, Caldwell. Even stepping into second year, there was no no established program, obviously. But um, I, it's something I take pride in, and I really enjoyed that I had the uh, opportunity to help with that. Was it frustrating at times? I mean, I know once you got here to Quincy, it was a kind of a little bit different. You was kind of like one of the older guys on the team last year. You had to deal with a lot of immature young guys, you know, they that still haven't developed yet, That's you know, that still took them time to get to where you were at now. Was it frustrating? <laughs> yeah, there are definitely times it was frustrating uh, at both programs, especially coming out to Quincy. Uh, I, was, I was 22 years old when I came out there, and, and it was just, it, it, it definitely frustrating times. Uh, I had to remind myself that I was dealing with sometimes 17, 18 year old uh, adults, men, children, however you want to look at it, 17 year olds, 18 year olds. Uh, but I knew 
I was that age once and I knew how I behaved. I knew, I knew what I was doing in the dorms, out of practice or the lack thereof with my like skill sets, going to the weight room. So there was definitely bumps in the road, but I, I expected that. Uh, and that was something I was looking forward to helping coaches with, helping you guys with, helping those athletes develop a little bit quicker, not robbing them of their freshman, like their younger years, the whole college experience, but kind of help get through those bumps in the road. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the other thing, too, is like, you know, like you said, when you went to Caldwell, they were kind of in their second year. So, you know, maybe you guys had some upperclassmen or whatever that were already there. Whereas here, um, you know, they didn't have that. So essentially, you were kind of like the upperclassmen, even though it was our first year here, you kind of brought that experience with you and kind of like, were able to, to be the guy that you know, we would have had, had we had an upper class. Yes, that was definitely something I had in mind. Like I I knew I was stepping into that role. And uh, that's again, something I took seriously, something I always, I know the importance of upper class when every program has them. Um, And I knew that going in, starting and establishing a new program, we wouldn't have them. So it's an important role I had to play. Um, And I, I will look forward to it. I really enjoyed it. I know there's multiple times I said to you guys, uh, Coach McLaughlin as well, like I felt like I had 50 younger brothers at one point. But it was a, it was an awesome thing to do and help guys grow, whether it was mentally, physically, in the weight room, uh, even on the field with techniques and just tips and tricks of now being a college athlete. Right, right. And, I mean, you know, you were even able to uh, get elected captain. So, I mean, not only did the coaches respect where you came from and what you were able to do, but so did the players. And – you know, it wasn't like you were, you know, able to earn, you know, three, two years of their respect prior to that. You know, you guys had to do that fairly quickly. So, you know, they were able to see what, you know, you were capable of and what you would bring as a leader um, to the program as well. So that's something that, you know, you just kind of like, you know, gave off is that leadership capabilities. Yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm glad I was able to do that. Like you said, not having not knowing them prior at all. Some of those guys, like we all came from cross country. There was, yes, some local guys right there, but stepping into a new environment and learning each other and feeding off each other was an honor to be uh, voted by them. Yeah. Um, I would like to say one thing. I think we missed out on a a little family reunion we could have had. We should have had your brother on here as well, um, doing some type of interview with you on here. But, um, one thing I wanted to do is fast forward to the last game of the season. Um, how did you feel after that game? Because I remember you, uh, the tears were flowing a little bit. Um, you almost had you had me uh, stuttering and and almost tearing up myself. Um, I know it had to be a bittersweet uh, moment, especially after that big uh, twenty-four to fourteen victory. Yeah, it was a bittersweet moment. Uh, the game itself, obviously, we, we went into halftime. We were down, and we rallied back, and uh, we ended up winning the game. And that was kind of the exclamation point on our season. That's how we, we started. We started off a little slow. We called our way back up. We got dug ourselves out of the hole. Uh, but like you said, the tears were flowing. That, that was the end of 18, 19 years of football. I've been playing since I was four years old. Flag football all the way up to Pop Warner, high school, and four years of college prior. So it was definitely bittersweet. Um, it, yeah, it, it was just an awesome moment. I had my parents there with me. Uh, they took the drive from New Jersey to Kentucky. So I was really just 
soaking it all in as much as I could. I stayed in that field as long as I could. I hugged each teammate, each coach, and uh, made sure, again, I told them how much, I told you guys like how much, how appreciative I am of you guys uh, just for everything you were able to do and help me, you even helped me grow as a person and a player in the, the short time I've known you and was able to hang out and be with you guys. Yeah. So it was, it was a little upsetting to leave, but I knew there's, I know there are bigger and brighter things coming my way and football will always be a part of who I am. Yeah. 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 No. I, I can definitely say uh, the first thought that came to my mind uh, when you were walking off the field is uh, the first day you came and visited us and uh, you sat in the office with uh, me and Coach Jordan and we just sat there and we just talked basically and we actually uh, got to bounce some ideas off of you but um, we also learned about sprint football um, from you because you had the uh, experience at the time. Yeah, it was, it was I, I remember that visit and that was something I really enjoyed that I was able to sit there with you guys and just free flow talk it wasn't it wasn't at that point much of a recruiting pitch from your end you guys like we were just conversating I felt like very comfortable with you guys uh and whether it was talking about sprint football where it came from where it is now and even the potential it has in the future but yeah talking talking ball especially sprint football was awesome I really enjoyed that time with you guys yeah, yeah. No, and, and you know, football, like a lot of times, you know, whether you're Pop Warner High School, whatever level you're at, people like to mention the word family. And, like, I like to think that, you know, with you, like, you coming here um, and, you know, guys like Shetley, but more specifically you is, like, uh, your family and you actually became, like, family. I mean, your family came to every game from New Jersey. Um, I remember when it was your birthday and – you know, your parents brought the cupcakes down and kind of smushed it in your face and everything. And, you know, not only did we get you to come here, but now that, you know, you decide to move on, which, you know, I was all in favor of one more year, one more <laughs> year. But, uh, you know, we ended up getting the, uh, you know, Michael, Michael Min version too. So, you know, we ended up getting your brother, which. Uh, That's a little big brother. Yeah, the yeah, little, little big, big brother. brother. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we haven't had the, uh, you know, the opportunity to have him in an actual season yet, but he has been here since January. And, uh, you know, I think if there's anybody here that is happier to see him other than us, it would have to be uh, your old pal, Andrew. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I can tell you what, uh, going back to your brother for a split second, I can tell you what, you and your brother – have the most violent burps I've ever heard. <laughs> Real talk. Those belches. Is that like a is that like a Michaelman belch? How does that work? I I I'd credit mine all that water I drank. That that gallon of water shot to my hip. That just happened. Yeah, I, I mean your brother does carry a lot of water too. So yeah. I mean, but I mean there's just like a you know I feel like every time I walk around you guys I should be carrying like a like a ranking card and I could just hold <laughs> up a ten every single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Derek, I gotta ask, man, because. You know, I don't want you to get all emotional on me and things. You know, already did that to me one time, all right? Um, so, I know every player, I mean, us as coaches, you know, and players who are going to get to the point that you was at, when did you know that it was time to hang it up, right? Because me and you, a lot of people don't know that, me and you actually talked, and I knew already that you wasn't coming back after this season, Right. So when did you know that you it was time for you to hang it up and football was no longer going to be part of your life? I 
it was kind of hard. I don't really know if there was one moment that hit me. It was like, I'm done. Um, I, I was honored. Like, I was really thankful to play four years after high school. And then even coming to Quincy, I was on borrowed time. I knew that. I knew that I was playing a lot longer than most people ever had the chance to, is like, to do it themselves. Um, it was just kind of a lot of just soaking in my environment. I kind of took a step back a little bit to see how I felt, see what I've done. Um, and sounds kind of weird, silly to say now at 23, I had to take a step back and look at what I wanted to do with my life outside of football. Uh, career-wise, am I going to need my body? Do I want to be able to do certain things, enjoy certain hobbies? Um, it was a hard decision. <laughs> like I still, still obviously the regret will always be there. Not the regret, but the, the, I'll always like reminisce on the game and different mm-hmm. things, whether it was the times with Andrew, we're talking to you in the office or going down to Kentucky one week, having to turn around and go right back another time. Um, it was just a hard decision I had to come across. And I took some time by myself with you as coaches uh, and even my parents. I told, I spoke to my little brother a lot and said, you guys got David there. I spoke to him a lot about just how I felt and different things. They had mainly keeping track of my body and my health mainly, but it was a, it was a hard decision to make and uh, it, it had to be done eventually. So I'm lucky I got to go to 23 with it. I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. I mean, again, like we, we appreciate you for even coming out here on a visit, right? We had to get through the visit before we can even know for sure if you was going to come be a part of our family and our team. But we're so glad that you did because of your leadership, you know, on and off the field, um, how you carried yourself. I mean, and like coaches, like co- like the coaches already said, right, your brother is actually the complete opposite of you. <laughs> and it's really weird because when I see him, I see you. Yeah. But it's like he don't have that energy that talking stuff he's like i'm here to do my job all right i'm gonna do my job to the best of my ability then i'm going home yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's him as a once again like you said you guys haven't got to see too much of him yet like on the field but on the field i promise you it's the same and if not he's the better athlete of us too but yeah i love the way he carries well, himself he doesn't carry him carry himself quietly he doesn't have to be that vocal guy but the second Second is game time or pads are on. He can flip that switch and be that guy. Well, if you're if you're saying he's a better athlete, you're definitely uh, you're definitely setting that bar high, man. <laughs> so Derek, as long as he knows, as long as he knows, it's a standard to be met. <laughs> <laughs> so Derek, um, you know you did play O line, you did play center. Can you talk about you know your senior year in high school and your recruiting process? Yes, uh, coming out of high school. I was a guard and I was a middle linebacker for our team, along with special teams and all that jazz. But uh, I actually was introduced to sprint football my junior year. We were in film, uh, a team film session on Monday afternoon. And afterwards, my head coach came up to me. He said that Caldwell University is starting a team next year, my senior year of high school. Uh, the coach already reached out and kind of gave me the, the, the rundown of what he knew about sprint football was, uh, weight limit. He wasn't sure what it was. Um, right away, I blew it off. I, I remember that clearest day, walking out of the classroom, shaking hands. I said, I appreciate that. Thank you to the coach that reached out, but I want to go play real football. And that was the first time I ever compared sprint to any other football, and I was just complete ignorance because I was told it was a weight limit. Right. Uh, I've gone through my senior year, an all-league linebacker, go to captain of the team, like all the accolades and Throughout the season and after the season, I had a couple of Division Three offers. Um, 
some bigger schools around the area, I guess you could say. But I knew my worth. I knew I was going to go there and be a long snapper for three, four years and eventually gain 40 pounds one way or another, maybe play linebacker my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually committed to a Division three school uh, out here. I committed to William Patterson for a little bit. Uh, and then Caldwell kept reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. So I said, fine. I said, I'll go on a visit just to kind of please the coach. and Maybe I'll learn something. I'll take the opportunity while it's there. Right away, I flipped my mind. As soon as I learned what sprint football was and opportunities that like, were there in the game itself, I, I went home. I did my research and when the league was started, how many teams are there. I knew Caldwell was a newer team. I was doing the research on how many teams come and go. Is this an established program, established league? Uh, and I really just opened my eyes and educated myself to sprint football. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history there with Caldwell. And so I, I committed – I spoke to the coach at the school I was with. He totally understood. And uh, and I, ever since, I've been a huge sprint football advocate uh, to my peers, my, my high school. I went to the high schools around me and any other student athlete I can come across to just let them know the opportunities that sprint football has. Right. So, so let me ask you this, right? So, you know, you've become a big proponent of sprint football, right? So, you know, you have a bunch of people now who still think that, you know, sprint football isn't quote unquote real football. Um, you know, you, you admittedly potentially being one of those people in, in the very beginning. And then now you're, you're one of the bigger proponents of it. So if, if there is somebody out there listening right now saying, I don't know, like, I, I still don't think sprint football is legit or, you know, I'm kind of on the fence of whether I want to pursue that or not what would be something that you can give them as advice that would kind of sway them more in the direction of, yeah, this is actually something that I want to give a shot. I mean, right away, everyone should know it's 11 on 11 football. We follow the same rules that your Ohio state and Rutgers are following same. Like we're playing college football just with a weight limit. I would, again, I was an all league player in high school, all league player in college. This is the hardest competition. the the best competition I've ever had. Uh, it, it, it's pound for pound. Everyone's hitting. Everyone's relatively the same speed, whether you're a linebacker or center or running back. It, it, sprint football is the real deal. It is. There's no fake football. There's nothing fake about it. Um, and, and that was just my ignorance saying that at 18, 17, 18 years old. And um, at this point, if you're, if you're in the Midwest or East, look it up, look up the schedule, start talking to coaches or even players, reach out to players. Yeah. You, I guarantee there's a way you can get out two games so only with a couple hours of traveling. Um, and once you see it in person, you realize how how sprint football is. It, it is the same operation as the Division One Power Five schools, just with a weight limit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. I think um, one thing you did tell us um, in that conversation when you were visiting uh, me and Jordan, um, when you were at Caldwell, you played a middle linebacker and center. Um, you started both ways. So how was that experience uh, going into sprint football? Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going into sprint, I was uh, I knew my chances out of high school. I'd be a linebacker with my size. That was even before I explored sprint football. I was going to be a linebacker. No way I could be. <laughs> no way I could be an offensive lineman at 160 pounds soaking wet. But um, So I, w- I was recruited to Caldwell as a middle linebacker, committed, went through my first week or so at practice. I had that starting job. I had those reps. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Coach Kasafi, he was the offensive line coach at the time, broke my heart. He, he came over and said, how would you like to switch your number? 
I was like, okay. I assumed I had someone else's number. I had no big deal about it. <laughs> and then he told me, he goes, offensive linemen don't wear 42. <laughs> and that shattered my heart right there that I was done playing middle linebacker. And no one wants to be a lineman typically, but I, uh, I embraced it. He, he told me, yeah, he told me that I'd still be able to get some reps in. So I took some reps at linebacker at practice still. But um, right away I stepped in and switched my position basically back to my high school position. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I love it. I embrace being a lineman, offensive lineman. It's, I love telling people that I was an offensive lineman in college, uh, and now I'm sitting at 155 pounds. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, it's cool to, like, you, you'll see that a lot when guys are recruited. Um, hopefully no coaches are lying to you. None of my coaches lied to me. Uh, I called well. We just had some injuries that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you, you'll, you'll see guys that are recruited for different positions. Quarterbacks maybe move to receivers. They move, like, whether it's a slot or a big guy outside. Uh, I've seen defensive ends now become inside linebackers and defensive linemen become offensive linemen. The, the cool thing about sprint football is it's, it, you can kind of play anywhere in the field if you have the, the maturity for it and the uh, the openness to getting on the field. If you want to play, there's a spot for you. So yeah. coming out of high school, an all-league linebacker, my ego was up. I was I was excited. I had I, I was ready to do that, ready to run the league, in my opinion, at the linebacker position. And I kind of took – took a blow for a second to be an offensive lineman and I stepped right into that. I love every single part of it. I'm very thankful that, uh, very thankful coach Christophe broke my heart that day. <laughs> well, well, I think, I think we're very thankful he did as well because, uh, you know, had he never converted you, you know, we don't, we don't know if we would have the, uh, Michael Min legacy here at Quincy. <laughs> um, going back, uh, to what you were just saying, can you also emphasize on the speed difference? Uh, especially in the trenches for sprint football. Yeah, speed was huge. I uh, and I had guys at Caldwell that played the year prior tell me it's different. It's a faster game. Blah blah blah. I thought I was conditioned for it. Went both ways in high school. I trained all summer. Did the off season training. Our first drive against Cornell, we drove about eighty yards, and I was gassed. That was <laughs> terrible. It was just a, a normal September day in New Jersey. Not too hot. Not too humid. I remember being gassed. And I looked over to both my guards who were upperclassmen at that point. They were sophomores. And I remember telling them, I was like, guys, this is brutal. Like, this is this is fast as like as fast as I've ever gone in football. And uh and it was. That was a uh, something I had to adjust to and I still try to tell athletes, even telling our guys last uh last season, last semester, it's, it's a whole new game. It's, it's speed wise, it's a whole new game. I'm now I'm getting out of my stance. I'm snapping the ball, getting out of my stance, and trying to catch middle linebackers who are running crazy 40 times. But theoretically, my time's right next to them now uh, with the training and everything. All the offensive linemen are just as fast and quick off the line as your safeties and you know, the DBs can be. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, thank you. So I got a question for you, Derek. Because mm-hmm. since you you played in both leagues and all that, right? So random Saturday. What is the dream sprint football matchup you would like to see between both conferences? Pick one team from each one to play each other. If we had to play for the whole thing, who would you want to see? That's the case. case, It's going to be a Caldwell Quincy Bowl. I got both my teams. (laughs) (laughs) No, no bias there whatsoever. Uh, no, not at all. Not definitely (laughs) no. But uh. Pound for pound, man, those those guys from Army and Navy every year they uh they were hard hitters. Uh, they they're they 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 that's their that's their recess. We always looked at it as football and their rec time. 
Like that was their time off out of formation. They were able to let loose a little bit, and uh, they were hard hitters, man. They were physical. So uh, it would be the real test is going to be eventually getting up one of our teams from the Midwest to the CFFL against Army or Navy, in my opinion. And that'll be just a hard hitting, just flash of the Titans, the the Midwest and the East Coast. I agree. I agree. I mean, like you said, Army and Navy, they they trained military, right? So, like you said, this is their wreck time. This 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 they downtime. They chilling. They actually get to go out and you know do violence without having to kill nobody. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. they looking at it way different than how everybody else is looking at it. Yeah, and I Absolutely. think yeah, and I think they also like for Army and Navy like they're used to being these weights. Right. I mean, that's the whole point of, you know, being in the military is being in shape, having to meet certain height and weight requirements, especially if you're a pilot or something like that. So I think for them, it was almost like, it was just almost a second nature. Right. You know, so, you know, whereas for for us, it's like, you know, we might have some guys who are wrestling and, uh, you know, they might have to cut weight to make it. But for them, it's like this is where they've lived at. So, you know, and not, not to take anything away from their athletic ability, they're still great athletes. It's just I think it's a little more normal for them to play at that weight than it is for uh, some of the newer guys to come in and have to cut down. Yeah, that is a huge thing. They're, they're in shape year-round. They really don't have an off-season. And uh, they're waking up. Uh, they're waking up six a.m. or earlier, going out for runs and going to class and doing their thing in formations. And they they are the U.S. military, and they their their time down is playing up. Right, right. You know, and, and I think their mentality too. It's like uh, you, you just have that mentality of, hey, you know, we're going to go out, we're going to get the job done, and and that's what we are. You know. Yeah, no doubt. So, Derek, you know, you are a, uh, unfortunately, you're a Giants fan. I got to let the world know that. Uh, but, you know, Super Bowl is this Sunday. All right, who you got, Chiefs or the Eagles? I'm riding with the Chiefs. Oh, oh come on. Hold of course on, he's hold not going to read for the. I mean, I, I, I think he might have been the what, second person that said that on the show. Well, there, come on. If he's a Giants. I'm rooting for that NFC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you got a point. See, that's why I said, see, I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm going to keep saying it. I just want to see a good football game because I can't really root for the Eagles. And I'm not really a Chiefs fan. I I don't want to be a bandwagger. So yeah. I just want to see somebody. Somebody got to win. See, I, I, I'm i a yeah. conference hey, guy. Somebody is the Chiefs. Yeah, see, I'm a conference guy. So, like, I, I'm a Dolphins fan. But at the end of the day, I'm representing the AFC. So, you know, if my Dolphins can't make it, which, I mean, we all know they ain't going to make it. Uh, I mean, they got a good chance <laughs> next year. Yeah, yeah, well, With you a know, quarterback. Maybe a couple years, but, you know, that's wishful thinking. But anyway, I mean, I think, you know, I'm always going to root for my conference. So, you know, even though the Dolphins don't make it, you know, I'm, I'm an AFC guy. So, but however, with that being said, this is the only time that I am rooting against the AFC. So, as much as I hate to say it, fly Eagles fly. <laughs> Man. Hey, um matter of fact, you're um going back to you're a Giants fan. I don't think they did. I think they did um above expectations this past season. What do you think? Yeah, they blew our expectations out of the water. As my friends, my peers and I were all Giants fans. We were expecting a couple wins. We were maybe thinking over under like six, but it 
they, they, they blew away what we expected for them. And uh, hopefully we can keep our offense and defensive coordinators that are both pretty, pretty high candidate for head coaching jobs. Yeah. And uh, we can we can run it back next year and go a little bit further. So, I don't know how further y'all going <laughs> to get, but, I mean, yeah. you know, y'all did make it, what, second round, divisional round of the playoffs? We made it as far as you guys. We can say that. Oh, ow, <laughs> ow. <laughs> that that kind of hurt. Yeah. So what? What? Who? Who's the Giants? What? What are their? What are their draft expe- expectations look like? What are they going after in the draft? I need a receiver out of my Giants. I love Isaiah Hodgins, the guys we brought in. We have Slayton holding it down, but until Sterling Shepard can keep healthy, he's going to be the vet in the team. Let him play his role. I need a receiver. I mean, I I, I get uh, Tony had his his injuries, but I mean. You know, I, why didn't I mean? I maybe they hang on to him for a little while longer, and uh, you know, he does what he did with the Chiefs. Yeah, that had me scratching my head a little bit, but I, I hey, he's in a Super Bowl right now. We're not, so yeah, yeah. you know, fair enough, fair enough. So, so are you telling me that Kenny Galladay did not get the job done? <laughs> Kenny Galladay, <laughs> see you later. Not me. <laughs> he, he ain't welcome in the family no more. He get, he can't come to the no cookout. More. Yeah, he ain't no coming more. over it Thanksgiving. Was, it, was cool. it was cool that first couple of weeks, and then we realized uh, he wasn't he wasn't producing. Yeah, that was that was a big hit to the salary cap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens, you know. I mean, that's the NFL for you. You know, you high risk, high reward, and sometimes you know, there's there's teams that are you know more more on that losing end than uh, the winning end of that gamble. So what yeah, are, no what are we looking at next year? Are we looking at like a uh, Michael Min reunion? Are we looking at a uh, a guest uh, coin tosser? Yeah, come on, talk to us, baby. You 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 just can't leave us. Yeah, and just disappear. Right, gone. Nah, I'll be I'll be back out there soon for a short visit. I uh, and then without a doubt, if you guys want to see who the better brother is, uh, I'll let him have his his couple seconds earlier. But we can I can strap up one more time if it's needed. Oh. I think that challenge accepted. I think that's a challenge he might have said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. He does lift heavier weight than you do. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, he, he pushes a lot more weight than me, but I'll, I'll see if I can convert that to the field. Yeah. So, uh, Derek, you know, just tell us a little bit about, you know, now that, you know, football is done and over with for you, you know, what, what's your plans, what you have going on, you know, just give us a little insight. Uh, yeah, the whole reason I came home, I had uh, an opportunity to jump into the workforce a little bit earlier uh, than I expected. So I'm working on that. I'm making really good progress with that. Um, in the meantime, I'm just working at a mechanic shop right now, just trying to get all my ducks in a row. And uh, just kind of looking for my next step in the football life. I was having this conversation with my mom yesterday that uh, no doubt I will be coaching. Uh, I've had some opportunities open up already uh, yeah. for this coming fall, but it's a matter of getting my schedule down. And uh, whatever is best for me and the time situation I'm in. So just trying to hunker down, keep football in my life, and have to prepare for some student loans coming my way. Just so you know, you are always welcome to come back here and coach. Just saying. And we are hiring. We're hiring an offensive line coach. I mean, just FYI. Just saying. Hey, I I definitely keep that option open. that That is not closed door yet. I mean, I don't know if we pay as much as uh, New Jersey State Police or, you know, we have a retirement package, but I can promise you at least be uh, a little more fun. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So what what you think about the recruiting class, you know, 
even though we we aren't done recruiting yet, obviously, but you know, from the guys that you have seen, because like you said, you are a big sprint football guy, right? So, what do you think about the incoming class that we have coming in? I love it. The first thing I, I recognize right away, you guys have <laughs> we have studs coming from all over the country. I uh, texted my group chat the other day with some of the boys that we there's guys coming from Alabama. I've seen Georgia. I've seen uh, New Mexico all these different states that we've never seen sprint football players come out of maybe one or two, but it's, it's really cool to see that growing and uh, that there, it proves that there's athletes all over the country for this sport. And uh, they're thankfully landing at Quincy. So I, I, I have no, I have, I, every time I can, I click on profiles, whether they're offered yet or they're not, I click on profiles and watch their huddle and, it's exciting to see the class that's coming in, and I know what's at Quincy right now and what you guys are working on in the off season. So it's it's going to be scary next season. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, and I mean, like, let's be honest here. I mean, you've been here. You know how it is. Like, how could none of these guys want to be here, with, with especially these three coaches sitting right here? I mean. No, that, that's what it came down to for me, man. So you guys <laughs> told me as coaches and also the facilities. Best facilities in the Midwest for sure in sprint football. Yeah, and uh, it, that might not sound too appealing, might not have too much appeal to that at 17, 18 years old out of high school. But you look at our weight room, uh, two weight rooms we have, and it, the opportunities that we have there with our facilities, our own locker room, our own field with our logo on it. Not knocking any other schools. We're not playing out of high school. We have everything Quincy branded, and we are Quincy, man. Right, right. And, and you know, and when I ask you this question, like, I don't want you to have any bias or feel like, you know, you need to answer a certain way or whatever. But, you know, throughout your entire football experience, I mean, I feel like when you came here and when you left, um, you know, I know the day that we, we kind of had that conversation. I mean, everybody shared some tears. We shared some laughter. Um, there was a lot of emotions involved. And, you know, you were only here for a year. I mean, so the the fact that we were able to build um, such a good re- relationship with you as a, as a player, but also as a person, um, I think that speaks a lot to, you know, what we were able to accomplish with you, what you were able to accomplish with us, and what incoming recruits can expect. Because, you know, I've played football for a long time. Once again, not going to say how long, but it's been a while. Um, you know, and – we all have coaches who, you know, we might not like, but we respect, you know, we might respect, but, you know, we don't get along with too well. So being here, how do you think the relationship was that between not only us, but the players as well? Yeah. Starting with the coach to player relationship. That was, that was probably the best I've ever had. I've had some great coaches in my past. But uh, my schedule, being a grad student, I was a little bit more lenient schedule. I spent almost every waking second in that office with you guys, with Coach McLaughlin, and it was just awesome to build that relationship. Whether we were talking football or I was trying to talk trash to the Eagles or the Cowboys. <laughs> whoa, whoa, was, whoa, whoa, baby. No <laughs> Cowboys like landing now. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that was able to help us build relationship as uh, player to coach, coach to player. And then the player to player relationship was, it was amazing. Like you, we mentioned Andrew a little bit before. I know Revise is going to be listening to this and all the other guys, and obviously my little brother, but the, the family feel there is amazing. And, uh, and I felt welcomed right away that very first visit. And I, the hours I spent in that office just on a random August day with you guys, it, it made me feel like I was there already. 
And uh, any any parents or any recruits that are thinking about that, think more of the school itself. Obviously, your education comes first, but yeah. outside of that, next to that, think of who you're playing with, uh, who you're playing for, the coaches. You, you guys did a great job of being coaches, but also father figures to us, to other players, and just being shoulders to lean on when we needed it, when – some of us needed to come in that office to blow off steam about class or talk about whatever it was going on that past weekend or some of us who decided it was time to hang up the cleats and have hard conversations. You, you guys made it very, very easy as a player, um, young adult at 23 years old to do that. And I know the, the underclassmen for the same thing. They felt right at home with you guys and with each other. There was, there's always, always someone to lean on when we needed it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, and I know real I'd like you referred to it earlier, you know, you said that you felt like, you know, you had 50 brothers, you know, and, you know, don't get me wrong. If my daughter's listening to this, like I love my daughter with all my heart, you know, but I always wanted a son. And, you know, once again, getting a little up there in, in the, the ripe old age, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that might not be uh, a possibility for me, but I oh, definitely yeah. feel like, uh, you know, like you said, you had 50 brothers. I definitely feel like I got I got 50 sons. So it's definitely a great feeling. Yeah, I, I can agree 100%. Well, I was about to tell you, uh, Coach Hulk, uh, go for it, Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, you know, it's not about it's not about planting the seed, but you got to find the right garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. There it is. <laughs> but so, um, I wanted to say um, we really do appreciate that uh, – coming from you, Derek, um, but I was in amazement of how um, the player relationship, how you guys almost had instant chemistry, and I think um, you and a lot of other guys were a big part of why you guys uh, got along so well and so fast. Um, we didn't have to – it wasn't one of those things to where we had to uh, settle any uh, arguments or disputes um, you guys were almost like connected, like you guys knew each other um, for your whole lives. Yeah, that was that was something that I picked up on right away. Every team will have their bumps in the road with certain players or clicks. That was something we really didn't have. There was maybe one or two instances where we had to speak to a couple individuals or groups, but it was just small things. We never had anything major that derailed us from a, a bad day of practice or uh, distracting us in a game. We were very mature in that aspect of being one family with each other. Uh, there was no force relationships. Obviously, the offensive guys were probably going to be closer with the offensive guys and likewise with defense. Mm-hmm. But we mingled all the time. Whether it was Cortez and I going back and forth in practice, chatting, going, told me like, like 11 on 11. But we, we found ways to brighten those relationships and make them tighter with each other. And uh, it really showed, especially our second half of the season, the way we played for each other and for one another. Absolutely. Um, I also, um, one thing – that I will miss is how you called uh, blitz pickup. <laughs> Loved, Loved it. it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely something that uh, you know we'll probably discuss. You know, maybe in another podcast or whatever. But uh, I definitely feel like the uh, the innovation um, was was awesome, and you know, it was just a fun way. I mean, nobody. You know, there are people who love watching film and you know going over things, but you know when you can do it to that level where you know, you can break down film and, you know, you, you get information that you can use um, that not only is a benefit to you, but also, you know, gets in the head of your opponent a little bit. Um, I definitely think that's a, a tactic that we, uh, 
we used very well um, with you at the helm of that. Yeah. So, Derek, I do have a question before, you know, we wrap things up and all that. What advice, right, because you did come all the way from Jersey um, and everything like that. So what advice would you give a upcoming college student fresh out of high school that's, that is going far away from home, whether it's four hours, six hours, 12 hours, 15 hours, what advice would you give them about being homesick? Uh, it, it's okay to be homesick. It's going to be a normal feeling. I felt homesick when I went to Caldwell, and I was only just over an hour away. It was just a new environment, but it's an okay feeling. And talk to your teammates. Guarantee someone else in that same boat. Talk to coaches. Uh, all of our coaches came from different areas. Like Coach Hulk, I know you're from out here. And like we, we've said different things. Like We've connected in different relationships and different slang terms, whatever it might have been, that made things easier. Um, it's, it's natural. I, it's always a phone works both ways. If you're not getting those phone calls from mom and dad or those friends, family from home, don't be afraid to pick it up and call them uh, and just, just talk. Ask them how their day was, send a text, send a picture, whatever it may be. Keep them updated on what you're doing. But uh, it's a normal feeling. And eventually, once you create that, that brotherhood with your, your teammates and your coaches, it's going to dwindle down. You always miss home. And then eventually it came down to I was missing school. When I went home for winter vacation or spring vacation, summer vacation, I was chomping at the bit to get back home. Uh, your Quincy will become home. Wherever you go to school will become home. And you don't want to leave that place four or five years later. It's going to be a band-aid to rip off. Appreciate it, my guy. I mean, like you said, man, it's more common Regardless of how far you go, right, homesick is a thing. It will happen, and I think you just gave out great examples on how to counter it, right, From so you don't get inside your own head, inside your own feelings, and, right, that affects your schoolwork. That would affect your, you know, your play on the field, practice, your attitude. Man, I really appreciate you and everything you have done, you know, not just for us as coaches, but for these programs, for sprint football, all that, man. Continue to be a big sprint football guy. Yes, sir. Always will be. Appreciate, appreciate you, Derek. Thank you for everything that you've done for for us, for this program. Um, you are definitely a part of our history as we continue to grow, um, and you help build it. You help start it. So uh, I, I definitely appreciate you. No, I appreciate you guys, too, man. You guys helped me through a lot, just, just moving across country, taking new challenges on, and Exploring new options. Uh, you guys were the best and are the best. I'm glad we're all still keeping in touch. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, it, it was great to have you here. You know, uh, you know, it's great to, to bring your brother in here. And, uh, you know, we'll have him for a little longer than we'll have you. But that just means that you're going to have to come back and visit more. Um, you know, hopefully we'll see your parents more as well. You know, I hope they're doing well. I wish you the best of luck and everything. And, uh, you know, Keep doing what you got to do, and it was it was an honor to be your coach, man, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, man. Well, we appreciate having you. God bless, and we'll talk to you soon. God yes, bless. Sir. God bless.